BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into today's episode, I Love You So Much Live is coming to Nashville March 3rd with special guest Shannon Ford and then Chicago March 27th with special guest Lauren Elizabeth. We have tickets on sale now, Normal GA, as well as Meet and Greet. I'm very excited for these shows. Get your tickets now, and I will see you guys there. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay, when really, things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burned out. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I hope you guys are having a fabulous day. It is just me. We're doing more solo episodes. Everyone get excited. DM me, comment, let me know what else y'all want me to talk about. And also even just guests that you want on in the future, what you guys want to see, where you want the live shows to be. I'm very excited. I think my number one goal of this year, actually, I know my number one goal this year is to grow this podcast. And I'm very, very pumped. I am recording this episode in like very late November, by the way, if like something sounds like weird or off or I've said something somewhere else or, you know, whatever, just so y'all know. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what I learned in 2022 and new habits and goals for the new year, just things that I want to implement. Obviously, there's going to be more as time goes on. And I'm sure I'm sharing that elsewhere. This is what I have now. I always give that. I don't know why I say that in front of these episodes that are like recaps in 2022. For some reason, I think there's like so much pressure. Like who cares if I forget something? No one. No, like who cares? You know what I mean? As always, you guys can watch this episode on YouTube. I hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys had a great 2022. And if not, hope you have an even better 2023. Just so everyone knows, I started my Pinterest board for the new year. Went back on Pinterest for the first time in, you know, probably a year. And I started a new board as 2024. So I love where we're at here. Love that for me, guys. I think the staples of 2022 
for me were a lot of career growth. We started the Okine. I hosted a lot of events, had my first live shows, and then I turned 25. What else happened? Started a garden, as we know, and I won't shut up about it. But a lot of it has just been friendships, honestly. It's been like the year of the girls' trips, which was like a huge goal for us this year. And I think we definitely did it. I mean, we still have more that we're doing. I'm currently, I think, in Europe on a girls' trip. But... Yeah, I don't know. It was a really good year. It kind of makes me really anxious, though, that it's already over. I'm always like freaked out by how fast time goes. I remember when I was younger and at the time, my boyfriend's brother, he was very smart. He explained to us that as you get old, it's some like physics or some uh, honestly just like common sense. But he explained that as you get older, years go by faster because you have more. So whereas when you're five, one year is 20% of your life. When you're 20, one year is, five, what is it? What was that? Hold on. 5% of your life? Yeah. Or when you're, you know, I think that was right. Or when you're 100, one year is 1% of your life. Do you guys know what I'm saying? And it really honestly like freaks me out. And I feel like time is going by so fast. I'm obviously only 25 years old. And for everyone who is putting pressure on themselves this time of year, listen, I get it. I do the same thing. I love making goals. I love like doing like recaps and thinking of like all the things I want to achieve. But at this time of year, just remind yourself to give yourself grace because I will like hit the ground running and burn myself out so fast or get really anxious thinking of everything that I want to do. Even though I'm very excited and grateful, I will just be extra hard on myself and then I will burn out. Last year I recorded with Molly Carmel and the episode is titled like you are doing your best or you are doing enough and that is a very healing episode. So if y'all are feeling like super anxious or stressed out or putting too much pressure on yourself in the new year, I get it because I always do that, okay? And I'm working on not doing it. So I wanted to say that before going into goals and things I want to do because it's tough out there, okay? Okay, I'm going to pull up my vision board that I made last year, obviously on Canva, like the graphic designer that I am. So much of what I put on my board, I didn't do this year. And that's okay. What I think about, like when I think about making a vision board for the year or an action board, if you will, I was actually talking to you about this at lunch today. It doesn't necessarily mean I need to meet that in a year, but hopefully the idea is that I'm doing things that will eventually lead me to that or... I am like making the relationships or building the platform in which like that I need in order to make those dreams happen. So I think just like career wise, like you have to meet the right people. You have to have the right experience, like things like that, you know? So a lot of the stuff I didn't do or like didn't come close to like numbers or certain things, which is like totally fine. I will say the thing that I did the most that I'm the most proud of is definitely like friend related. I am just someone who if I am not... I don't know how to describe it. Like the quality of the life that I live is, I don't want to say dependent because I don't mean like I'm dependent or codependent on these people. I just mean that like at the end of the day, the things that actually make me happy or are the relationships that I have in my life, while I love working and I love owning businesses and I love like getting things done and having like a career that I'm passionate about, at the end of the day, like I would not like that if I was miserable or not miserable, obviously. Obviously. I would not like that if I was not happy. Like, what am I saying? I would not like that if I was by myself. And I think a lot of my time in LA, I was very like career focused. And that's all I cared about. And I also think there's a time and a place to do that. 
But I think I worked enough to where I finally got to the point. And I also put myself in a different situation to get to the point where I had the friendships that I want. And I would die for my friends. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. And I love them. And I'm so proud of the friendships that we have and like the experiences we've got to like share and do. So I think out of everything, I don't know why I say I think. I know out of everything I did, that is like one of the things I'm most proud of, but also what I'm the most fulfilled by. And I think that is something I've realized about myself as I've gotten older And I was like beating myself up for so long being like, you have like thinking that I knew the things that were going to fulfill me and they just didn't like numbers on a screen don't matter. Like career. I mean, like the things technically, I guess, do matter when it comes to business, but that's not what is like the most fulfilling to me. A lot of the podcast goals that I made to go on, I went on a lot of the book club stuff I did starting the Okine, obviously. I mean, a lot of it I did. A lot of it I didn't do, though. Not in the sense, not for not trying, but like it just didn't happen this year. And that is totally fine. My podcast downloads are actually exactly what my goal was, which is kind of crazy. Um, I did a lot of in-person events. I'm working on book club stuff. I Yeah, a lot of the stuff has happened. A lot of it hasn't happened. And that's fine. We're making some progress. We're making some movement, you know? Okay, so quickly doing a little recap of my past year. Started, I I spent New Year's Eve in New York with Presley and Haley. Went to LA for Dom's birthday. I started horse riding lessons. Went to Fort Worth and realized how I'm completely obsessed with Fort Worth. And it is my favorite place in the entire world. Like the way people feel about Disney, like when they're a Disney adult, is how I feel about Fort Worth. I could cry, like bury me at the stockyards. And actually I would happily move into the Drover. Okay, I would do that. Did the Cabo girls trip with, I don't even know what to say, like, I always feel weird about calling like Danielle and Brooke and them like my YouTube friends because they're way more than just my YouTube friends. Like we've been friends for like a decade at this point. But I went to Cabo with Katie, Kit, Danielle, Brooke, Margot, and it was so much fun. It was probably the nicest, one of the nicest trips I've ever been on. And I just love that throughout all the years we've like made it such, we've made such an effort. I will say like largely do, I think honestly, a Danielle. Danielle is so good about making like efforts with like trips and stuff, but I just love that we did two this year, which I like was so much fun. And went to Nashville on a girls trip, which was literally the most fun weekend of my life with my friends from home, a bunch like lake trips, the Okine dropped, Arizona with family, stagecoach, which was so much fun. It was my first stagecoach. And I I love country music so much. It is my favorite thing in the entire world. And stagecoach just was amazing. You know what? Speaking of things that fulfill me, I feel like in the recent weeks, I have been harder on myself than normal and I've been feeling more anxious and more like not unfulfilled, but more maybe like useless. No, that's that's even worse. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it other than like I've been feeling like whatever I'm doing is not good enough. And I find that I start to feel that way when I'm not doing things that like fulfill me. And I've been listening to less country music. Okay, I've also been I haven't been riding horses. I wasn't on my normal workout routine. Like I I've been having some issues there. So. I think I just answered my own issues, okay? Went to Margo, or went to Margo. Went to New York for Margo's birthday and Claudia's New York show, Montana retreat with my manager, which was so much fun. Broadway Housewife Dallas pop-up, New York trip, my first live show, and my best friends from home came, which was like so incredible and meant the world to me. St. Louis, which is where my extended family is from, by the way. LA again, Austin trip for my birthday. I turned 25, which I actually love this age. Went to Fredericksburg for my cousin's 30th. Nantucket, which was an incredible trip. All right. Nantucket was like, it is my favorite place in the entire world. I was also talking about this at lunch with someone. It is 
fabulous. Like if I could live anywhere or like have a summer house anywhere, it'd be Nantucket. Conveniently, it is the most expensive U.S. vacation county in the world. So, or in the world, the U.S. one. No, in the U.S., guys. Anyways, that is why I don't live there, okay? I'm not like clearly a doctor or something. LA again, Nashville again, Knoxville for my first wedding. My first like close friend got married, went to Lexus with Lizzo, and then I'm home for the holidays and we're going to Paris. So that is a lot for this year. Oh, the Dallas Live show. I forgot that. I don't know. Like so much happened. I did so much. It's so much traveling. And it was really just honestly a very, very good year. I made a list of things that I've learned. I will say when they tell you that at 25, like your brain is fully developed and that's, you know, up until now, I've made the excuse of like everyone that I've dated or all the, you know, idiot things that I've done or idiotic things that I've done have been because my brain wasn't fully formed. So I don't know if it's like the lead up of me saying that forever, but I will say I really do feel like my brain is fully formed. The things that used to bother me in the past, just, I feel so stupid. Like, why would that ever, like, I don't know. There's so many life decisions too that I look back on. And whereas before I would have like been, I would have had more understanding towards myself. Now I'm like, what was I doing? Like, I just am not as dumb anymore. Like, I feel like I'm really an adult or like growing into like a quote, real adult. And I'm just don't feel as stupid. And I feel like, like specifically, I think ways that I've been either taken advantage of or like been in relationships that weren't good. I would never, ever let that pass now. And I don't even think it's because I have the experience now. I think it's just because I'm not as dumb. I really, I honestly believe the whole like 25 brain thing. I think it, I think it's real, okay? I think I've learned a lot about friendships, mainly positive, just like that I've said they're the most important thing in my life, basically, like friends and family. But something that I've learned, and again, this I think goes back to like getting older and just not being as dumb, but I have an issue and I do this. I've done this in romantic relationships as well. It's very hard for me to leave something. It's very, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, like I will wait until I have like to the very, 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 very last second to leave something, even though there have been like red flags and red. Like it has been like if you open your eyes and all you see is red, that is literally a situation that I'm in and I still won't leave. Mainly when I'm already like emotionally connected. I think if like at the very beginning of something, if I meet someone, I see all the red flags and I don't care about that person yet personally, then I'm fine. But once I'm like around something more and I see all the red flags, I just ignore it. And I think general rule of thumb now, if you are not someone that I would meet now and want to be friends with, I don't need to continue to put effort into that relationship. And I think I've held on to like a specific friendship, mainly just because they knew me at like different periods of my life or just the past couple of years, even though a lot of my other friends have known me way longer than that. Whereas I didn't feel like respected in that relationship or we just weren't like a good friend match almost. Like, I don't know. I just think honestly, even just the way it honestly, like it really makes me feel horrible to say this too, because it's like the way that I've seen them treat other friends. And like, I am so ashamed of myself for continuing to be friends with them after that for the sake of like, we've been friends for forever. And that's just like not an excuse. I also think people tend to like what we complain about and others the most or what we say it's like a projection a lot of the time and so when someone is saying or we're saying something that's so emotionally charged almost it's like maybe we should all look in the mirror during that time because 
it's probably not the other person or it's something that you are maybe insecure about within yourself. But I have learned the hard way that it is okay. And I think I I really feel like I say this every single year and clearly I feel like I learn it and then I don't, but I really do feel like I'm at the end of it again. I think it's the whole turning 25 thing. My brain is finally developed that I'm just not putting up with it anymore. And I especially care about how people treat other people, especially my own friends. Like, I don't know. It's just Especially when there's like everyone around you in your life is like, this person is bad news. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like, what what do I think I know more than like the other seven people in my life who like care about me the most? You know what I'm saying? And they're like bringing this attention. And also, the last thing I'll say, people show you who they are and you need to believe them. And I will have someone show me who they are 15 times and I will look the other way and I will think I'm seeing the best in them, which I don't even think is a noble thing to do. I think it's actually just like out of comfort and like maybe ignoring conflict or maybe not feeling like I deserve better friendships. Maybe it's like a low self-esteem thing. I don't know what it is, but if someone has issues, if someone like is losing all of their friends or people all have the same issue with them or they have a pattern where they have just lost friend after friend after friend after friend. Like patterns speak volumes and that's really all you need to know about someone. And I think like you can measure, I think the health of a person oftentimes by the health of their relationships. And I don't mean that in a like victim blaming way. So like, listen, I have unhealthy relationships in my life. I have unhealthy relationships with my family. Like it's not that I'm like, oh my God, I'm perfect, whatever. But I think And it's not even like the quantity. It's just like as long as you are able to have a healthy relationship with someone in your life, I think that's important. But when you consistently see the patterns and you are choosing to look the other way, it is on you. And I'm speaking to myself and I got myself in these situations. And unfortunately, it ended up being a lot worse than it needed to be. And so I've learned like it is okay to set boundaries, which is the next thing. My next point, boundaries. You cannot control other people, but you can control how you respond. And my boundaries don't need to change just based off of how I think someone else is going to react. Because one, that's not even what boundaries are for. The whole point is to set a boundary. It's not. It has literally nothing to do with how they're going to react. And two, at the end of the day, you really don't know how someone's going to react. And even if it is negative, it doesn't matter. That's not the point of a boundary. Next thing, getting older is not a bad thing. And listen, I know I'm being annoying right now because I'm literally only 25. But for some reason, I always put, especially in my like younger, early 20s, if you will, which was, you know, literally yesterday, I just put so much pressure on myself to do everything by 23. I felt like 25 was so old and like, I don't know, I had to achieve everything. by, And it's like, I want my life to feel like I'm really just getting started at 30. Like I want longevity in my career. I want like all of my life to be awesome, not just my 20s, right? I actually love being 25 where I was I was really fearful of it prior. I think getting older is really cool. Also, 25 is not older, but you understand it. Like I sound so stupid. And I'll listen back to this when I'm 35 and be like, Kenzie, literally shut the fuck up. But I, for whatever reason, had a really hard time about 25, as did I think every single friend of mine, actually. I can't think of a single friend. I actually was excited to turn 25 because I felt like it was like a hot age. And honestly, Peyton Sarton just always told me it was her favorite age. So she's cool. And I was like, you know what? I'm also going to love being 25. And that was literally the only reason I think I was like fine with turning 25. But it's actually great. And I feel like the older I get, the more comfortable I am, the happier I am, the more confident I am, the more sure of myself I am. With that being said, 
I still have all the issues, all the insecurities, all the, like, obviously it's not perfect, but I do think you care less almost. And obviously as you get older, you get wiser, you gain more knowledge, yada, yada. So I do like getting older. And I have said it before and I'll say it again. 30s are gonna be the best decade for me, maybe even 40s, honestly. I hope 40s. Another thing that I learned, I did the artist way, which I'm not even finished with yet because I've been really off of my routine with it. It's a book by Julia Cameron. Essentially, for 12 weeks, you take yourself out on one solo date a week, and then you also do morning pages every single morning. Changed my life. It made me think a lot bigger. It was really helpful. The whole, like, honestly, like, tagline of the book is, like, rediscovering or uncovering or something like that, your creative self. And I feel like it actually just creates really incredible independence and, weirdly enough, like, emotional health. Like, I can't really describe it, but it was so incredible and such a great experience and I need to finish it. It made me think a lot bigger. I gained so much clarity. It did help a lot with creativity, but I think it helped with the overall confidence and also taking yourself on solo dates is like so important. It is incredibly important. Speaking of dates, I somehow now have realized I have extreme commitment issues, which I hope end. I know it's a defense mechanism because I just like don't want to get hurt again. And also I just have created this incredible life for myself single But now I'm like, I can't even think about being with someone. Whereas before I was such a relationship girl, I never understood people who were like, oh my God, like I don't even want to date. I never understood that when people said that. I was like, I mean, I would always do it. Like if I met the right person, whatever. I think even at this point, like if I met the right person, it would be difficult for me. Like, I don't know. I just have some weird commitment issues. And because I've created such a great life being single, it's hard for me to like want to even think about being with someone because it's like, well, what if they're the wrong person? What if like, You know what I'm saying? I have legit commitment issues now. So that's great. I struggle with shame in certain areas because I put so much pressure on myself. I always blame myself relationally because I expect perfection out of myself, which I'm sure is like a trauma response. Maybe it's a divorced parent kid thing. I don't know. But in my eyes, it's like I'm never going to be doing enough or like achieving enough or whatever it is. Like, It's weird because like as a person, I actually really like myself and I'm very proud of myself. But it's really when it comes to like career wise, which is I don't even know how to describe it. Like sometimes I don't feel this way at all. So it's also hard for me to like blanket statement this because other times I feel a lot healthier. But I put so much pressure on myself and I very seldom like sit there and think like, wow, I'm really proud of myself for what I've built and what I've done. I think because like other people have already done it or I'm like, well, they've like, it's like, I don't just because someone else has done it doesn't mean that it's any less of like a victory for me or for you or whoever it is. And I really don't like that. I got better about it in the middle of the year. And then as the year is ending, I found that I'm struggling with it more, which I'm sure just has everything to do with the year ending and goals and literally exactly what this podcast episode is about. So I want to like celebrate the wins more and also understand like when I say like, oh, nothing is ever going to be good enough. I really think I could like be four starting under third like I could be like achieve the most like societal success looking thing and I still would be like all right what else am I doing like I gotta keep going like I don't know what I mean I don't know I'm I'm working on it I'm an Enneagram three but I do want to work on having a better relationship with myself in that way and not being so hard on myself like The things that I expect of myself, I would never expect of anyone else. And if a friend came to me about something, I'd be like, dude, chill out. Like, I always try to think in terms of if, you know, Lauren or Presley, like one of my best friends or Dom was coming to me about something, I'd be like, dude, you were killing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I would think that if it was another person, but because it's myself, 
I just think that I can do more always. And it's like, all right, I want to be able to think I can do more while also appreciating where I'm at and being proud of myself and not attaching that to my worth in a certain way. Or like, I don't even know. It's it's attached so heavily to my anxiety. So I think more than that, even honestly. Um, this was the year of solo dates, which I think really helped me. It goes back to the artist way. And I think it's really cool to be able to like go somewhere by yourself and go like read at a bar and get a drink by yourself or go take yourself to the movies or like a museum or anything, something like that. And I've really liked it. I could do an entire podcast episode on solo dates and like how it has transformed my life. Um, need to get back to doing them, but I do really love them. Things do not have to be an overnight success to be good. And failure is not trying something or doing it, right? It doesn't mean that failure is like something not living up to like your expectations. Don't compare. I think this has been largely with the O-Kind and like starting a new brand. Like myself as Kenzie Elizabeth on the internet, I've been around for like a decade. So things are really like well-oiled and like, is that even like the right thing to say? I don't know, guys. But things are like going fine. Like they're okay. Things have worked out, you know? It's really easy to like start something new and be like, all right, well, I expect that to be where this is. And it's like, well, this has been something I've put like 100,000 hours into. And the okay is going great. And I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy with it. But it's really easy to compare when it comes to other brands. I feel like I don't compare myself as much to other people, like to other creators, but I compare the brand more to other brands. That has been something that I'm like trying to, you know, like get better about. I think the constant themes of my life are like thinking big. I love and care about my relationships really more than ever. And then feeling like I either don't deserve or can't achieve what others can. Like, I know I've said this before on the podcast, but I will think like, oh, that's so cool that someone else did that. Or like there's an opportunity going around and I'll never think that I can get it. Not because I don't think I'm like successful, but because I don't think I'm at their level of success. Or like, I think maybe it's like comparison. Like, It's not that I don't think I'll be successful. Like, I fully believe in myself. But I think there's, like, a certain level in which I count myself out of, if that makes any sense. And I'm just hard on myself. And this has been my problem my entire life. And I think at other times, I've been better about it. Currently, right now, it's gotten a little bit worse. I'm trying to be better about it. Okay, moving into my new habits and goals for the new year. Number one goal, I want to believe in myself more than I ever have to like new levels of success in quotes because like what even is success? I don't really even count. Like I say success loosely because to me, success is like having really healthy, amazing relationships and which are friendships in which I feel really good about largely due to the people in my life. But I do just want to believe in myself more than I ever have in terms of like career success and like new levels of that. And like if I want to go like my next goal, like I really want to host or work with in any sort of capacity, the ACMs or CMAs. That is like a huge goal of mine. I love country music so much. I really want to work with them. They're also, I think, both in Texas this year, which is like literally perfect. And before I would have been like, oh, well, like they're going to pick someone else for that. Like someone who like has more followers or someone who is like more successful or more connected or like whatever it is or has like a different agent or whatever it is. But I want to believe that I can do it, you know? And I know I can host. Like, that's not the issue. It's more so, like, will I get picked? Like, I'm not confident in the fact that, like, someone would want to pick me. I want to do more live shows, like, really, really bad. I want to grow the show to, like, double at least what it is now. The podcast is my favorite thing that I do. I want to grow. I want even more episodes. Like, I want this to just really take off, if you will. I mean, not that it hasn't. Like, I'm very proud of where we're at. And I'm so grateful for the audience. But I just really want to focus on growing the podcast 
Want to Grow KE Book Club, which is my like bookstagram. And then also we've started in-person Dallas book club event. So uh, be sure to come. It's welcome to everyone. I want to partner with someone on that for the year. I have some I have some people in mind that I want to do, but I think that would just be really cool. I love the city of Dallas so much. And like I love investing into the community more. I'm getting involved in like charity stuff, which I'm really excited for because I think it's just like obvious. I think it's just like such a good thing to do, obviously. But it's something that I feel like I've like been missing since moving back to Texas because I did a lot more of that in LA. And I just want to kind of get back into it. I want to grow the O-Kind and expand into different categories. I have like a whole vision for really where I want to take the brand. And I just think it like makes so much sense. And I want to do a lot of in-person like pop-ups and events for that. I want to stop putting so much pressure on myself and enjoy where I'm at and also be proud of that. You know what people tell you? If you can't save with a salary of like $50,000, I'm just giving random salaries, you won't save with a salary of like $500,000. Like if you don't know how to manage and like steward your money now, you won't then when you have even more of it. And I kind of feel that way of like, if I'm not learning how to not put pressure on myself now or like release the pressure on myself or something, then like what makes me think that when things get bigger, I won't be in the same struggle? Because at the end of the day, there's always more that you can be doing. There's always more that you can be achieving. There's always more deals you can be doing, more money, more hosting events. Like there's always more. So if I don't learn this now. I fear for the future because as much as I say like, oh, I don't know if I have like that level of success. Like deep down, I really do know that like I will get to where I want to go in like a weird way, even though that really just like goes back on everything I said. My brain is like kind of twisted, guys. But I feel like if I don't learn it now, then like it's only going to get worse, you know? And you know what? Last thing, maybe this is the year that I become a TikTok star. I think that it might be. And I, you know, I love TikTok. So that's a little like 2022 recap. I just want to say like truly Honestly, like the best part of my year is relationships always. And that includes y'all. And I would not have any bit of the life that I have now, even like a lot of the friendships that I have in my life now, if it weren't for y'all. And I love you guys. Every time I get a DM, a comment, anything, even seeing you guys post like the podcast on your stories, like it really does mean the world to me. The life, like life, what the live shows, seeing y'all in person. Like I want to just do more stuff like that and everything that you just support, whether it's the Okine or like breadwinning housewife merch this year or live shows or YouTube videos or like whatever, even just like commenting on Instagram. It really just means the world to me. And I love you guys so much. And I really genuinely like this is something I talk about all the time, but not to like be kind of rude, but I really think I have the coolest followers and the nicest followers in the world because every time I meet one of y'all, like I would be friends with you in real life. And I want like the whole point of this is like, I want you guys to feel like I am your friend. So I would hope so. But like, I really just think I have the coolest followers or listeners or whatever you guys, whatever it is, whatever you call yourselves ever. Dom says this too. Like something about y'all is just so much cooler. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Not so much cool. Okay. Like honestly, it's fine. It's just us here. It's okay. You guys are the best. And I love you guys so much. And thank you for supporting I want to be making podcast episodes that you guys want, that you guys need, things that, like, there's so many things of, like, when I was going through a breakup, things that I wish I would have heard or listened to, which I have so many breakup episodes. But if there's something specifically you guys want me to be talking about, let me know. DM me, comment, message, anywhere, right? Always. So I love you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoyed. As always, you can watch us on YouTube. Leave a five-star rating interview. 
Tag us in your Instagram stories. Follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, all that stuff. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.